Listen up today to the second in our In the Trenches series, where I'm interviewing property managers to see how they're coping during these really uncertain times. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. I'm back. Uh, Sorry about last week. That was a bit of a blip. Yeah, I'm sure if you didn't hear about it, I had a a little little waltz with um, a heart rhythm condition and spent a day in the emergency room, which was interesting to say the least. I am not saying fully recovered, but I am in a position where I am back to work and just waiting on some tests and stuff. So, Nothing serious, nothing that cannot be resolved. And I'd just like to thank everybody who sent best wishes to me. I was overwhelmed with messages. And I just I just thank you all so much for, for caring and for thinking about me and sending your love and your prayers my way. It, it was so, it was just so wonderful. Thank you so much. So here we are, another week. Places are beginning to get back to work and whether this will mean some sort of relief for us in our industry, we've just got to wait and see. We know it's an every, you know, take every day as it comes type of situation and we're all dealing with it in our own ways. Some of us are getting some some help from our governments, some aren't, some are managing through pivoting to other types of accommodation, such as long-term rental. And there's some like us who are just waiting it out and hoping that our summer of rentals is not going to disappear. You know, we're still dealing with cancellations, but it does seem, we, we actually had a day the other day when our income exceeded our outgoings. So we had more, what I mean by that is we had more reservations coming in than we had refunds going out for cancellations. So if we were doing models, I suppose I could say, hey, we've reached the plateau and we're on the other side. But, you know, I'm not daft enough to think that one day is pointing to a sort of sea change in the way that people are handling this. So as I say, we're taking it one day at a time. So today I am talking to uh, Elaine and Lance Stitcher from Seaside Vacations in Chincoteague in Virginia. And whereas a couple of weeks ago when I talked to Sharon Mitchie, Sharon had been in the vacation rental industry since birth, basically. (laughs) Elaine and Lance have grown their business just over the last 18 months or two years. So I'm really interested to hear how they are coping. And I know they have a background in hospitality and real estate, so they they bring a lot of experience to this. And I'm just going to be asking them to share what the COVID-19 situation is, what impact it's having on their business and what tips they have to help the rest of us out. So without further ado, let's move on over to that interview. So I'm delighted to have with me today Elaine and Lance Stitcher, who run Seaside Vacations in Maryland and Virginia. And it's our wedding anniversary today. So happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. 
I always like to do recordings on a special day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but thank you for joining me. So let's just kick off with one of my favourite questions. What's your weather like down there today? Because it's snowing here in Ontario. It's snowing. It is overcast, a little rainy, but very warm today, actually. I mean, probably 65 degrees, which is warmer than we've had lately. Yeah, we, we were at about 29 last night. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on. It's nearly May. Uh, anyway, um, as I say, thank you so much uh, for joining me. And it's it's great to meet you because I've seen your posts on the on the Facebook group and you contribute so much to the group and other groups as well. I'd just like to thank you for that because I think that's so important at this time that we get out there and we network and we share our common knowledge. So, I saw so many of those posts and I thought this would be great to have you to come on and talk about what the experience is like for you. So can you kick off with just letting us know what, uh, you know, how you got into this business in the first place, how long you've, how long the business has been going and what your background is? Sure. Well, I'll start with that one. The, I've been in the business since 2013, I believe. Um, and I actually came into the business as the general manager of a growing company up in Ocean City, Maryland. In August of 2015, we decided that we would go out on our own and we opened Seaside Vacations. So our company is just shy of five years old. We manage 170 properties. 30 of those are long-term rentals, 130, maybe 132 vacation rentals that are split between Chincoteague Island, Virginia and Ocean City, Maryland. Like so many other managers, we kind of fell into the business. When the opportunity arose years ago, I knew Lance would be a natural at it and we were looking for something new. And I've always been passionate about the industry. And uh, a few years later, he looked at me and said, we should do it on our own. I thought he was crazy. We had one in college, one about to go to college, and it was a scary time. But we took a leap of faith, and it was the best thing we ever did. We feel incredibly blessed to do what we love and to be able to do it together. Okay, can we just backtrack? So how many how many properties do you actually have short-term? We have about 132, maybe 135 short-term rentals between Chincoteague Island, Virginia, and Ocean City, Maryland. Okay, that, that's great. I love that. It's about the same size as, as my company. I think we're, mm-hmm. well, we're up at about 160 at the moment, <laughs> rapidly reducing right now <laughs> as, as people are saying, oh, I don't want to rent anymore. I don't like this. Right. But, you know, that's, that's probably, you know, it's another conversation actually about owner acquisition and how we start rebuilding the owners at the end of all this. But uh, so before COVID-19, if we can all go back, you know, remember what before <laughs> coronavirus was what sort of um what sort of company was it what was are, are you a seasonal company what was your occupancy levels and, and what were your busy times of booking so we are a year-round company we also have 30 couple long-term rentals um we have a real estate brokerage along the vacation rental company our season is uh we we average about 20 stays so our season is primarily the summer season, but we do very well in the shoulder seasons from March to May and then September uh, September and October. Of course, with a little bit of business that occurs through, uh, through the holidays, 
we also factor in um, a good bit of business travel. We have a, uh, a healthy rocket launching community here. We have a Navy base, NASA, NOAA. Um, so with government business, we get a lot of transient business that, that are here from a week to three weeks um, that kind of keep us busy year round. Mm-hmm. That's good. That is uh, that takes it just beyond the just leisure business and uh, and gives you such Most a... Most definitely. Yeah. What about your booking season? What's your busiest booking season? You know, when people are inquiring. Our, bus- our busiest booking season is really February through April for the summer. Outside of that, it's a, it's a 12-month. Mm-hmm. Our booking operation is a 12-month operation. We probably capture 50% of our mm-hmm. revenue as far as bookings go in that three-month uh, period in the springtime. We were taking reservations hand over foot in the right as this crisis hit, and obviously it all just came to a screeching halt. Yes, yeah, we we in fact had we had a crazy time around March break when all the Canadians who had booked to go down south decided they couldn't do that anymore, and and we're going to stay home, and we we were booking them into properties all over the place. It was the best March we'd ever had. Um, but it lasted a week, of course, before we realised that no, right. you know, we had to pivot and say we can't have people coming up into into our area. That you've got to stay at home now. So yeah, we had exactly. a, a little bit of a, a boost, and then um, I'm, I'm sure what what's happened to us has happened to you. So what have you been dealing with in the last six weeks? Wow, yeah, it has been a whirlwind. I the first three weeks, I want to say I was just handling cancellations. From the time I woke up in the morning until we went to bed at night, it was emotionally and physically exhausting, as everyone out there knows. It seems to have tapered off a little bit. We're still dealing with them, but it's fewer each day, and um, we are starting to see some some bookings come in. We're seeing an uptick in our, our web traffic, and people are starting to dream about traveling mm-hmm. Yes, we're seeing almost exactly the same pattern. We're starting to see this uptick in inquiries. And I I, I just said in the introduction, the other day, we had the first day where we had a greater income than we did outgoings. So more income than refunds. So maybe, I mean, we don't know, but we just, it's that whole thing is we do not know, right? Exactly. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. I, I was looking at, um, at the, one of the UK papers today and UK is, seems to be opening right up, but they're also right in the middle of it. So we'll see what happens with these places that are wow. doing this. You know, <laughs> well, what the heck? We'll just get back out and resume life as normal. However, so what's been, you know, we talked about refunds and I think that the cancellations, refunds, hugely draining on everybody. Do you have any other staff besides the two of you? Yes, we have two full-time staff and uh, we still have them. Fortunately, we were eligible for PPP and that's keeping them working, which can be challenging at times, Mm -hmm. but we're being really creative and finding different projects um, to help us be better when this is over. And I think that's what all the forward thinking property managers are doing is, you know, and and, and I've Mm -hmm. heard this from Matt Baer the other day. He said, the worst you can possibly do is go dark and just stop doing what you do because this is such an opportune time to get out there and make, make your company the best it can possibly be for when you kick off again. I agree wholeheartedly. And in our particular circumstance, when this happened, we were just wrapping up completion of several big projects. We migrated to a new property management software over the early winter and or late winter, early spring we were just wrapping up building a new website. So now we've got time to go back and tighten up all of the things that 
that maybe weren't perfect at go live as well as steadily adding new content. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I should be talking to you then because we are, these, these are our uh, targets at the moment is the new website and a change of PMS. So uh, we'll, we'll take this one offline. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so what, apart from the cancellations, refunds, what, what else has been challenging for you? Finding, well, this is, this relates to the cancellations and refunds, really finding a groove, writing a cancellation policy that could kind of move through these times with us rather than having specific dates, something that just had timeframes and, um, and finding a way to present these situations to guests to kind of help them understand our perspective as well. I can say that since we drafted this new cancellation policy, what, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. I feel that people have had a far greater earning of what things are like on our end and had less pushback. We're giving them really three or four different scenarios. And uh, that's definitely made life a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, th- I think everybody's gone through this. We've, we've all gone through mm-hmm. several different iterations mm-hmm. of what do we do here? You know, do we ask people to push out their, their their vacations to the following year? Do we? What sort of time frame do we give them? Do we give full refunds? There's just so many options. But I, I think and Sharon Mitchie said this um, on on the call I did with her a couple of weeks ago that you've just got to get in front of your guests and be transparent and tell them that you right. are on the ball because if if you don't, if you go dark. Then you get the emails that say, I haven't heard from you and I don't know what's going on. And that is the worst. Exactly. Yes, that's what we've been doing. And if there were one word that I have found has helped us relate to our guests, our guests, it's empathy. Um, we, we want to really make them feel like we understand what they're going through with the job loss, with the fear. Uh, they're traveling with their daughter who's pregnant. Everyone is terrified right now. And empathizing with their situation I'm finding is helping them to do the same for us and understand that we're a small family owned business. We're just trying to stay afloat, trying not to lay off our staff and kind of opening that dialogue. We kind of, we come up with a a partnership to work together, how to help them achieve what they need to do and help us stay afloat as well. And that's been working really well. And how far is that going? Do you think to firm up your relationships with your guests and, and create a loyalty? Oh, absolutely. And I think, yeah, I I think that's helping tons and just really that human connection. We don't want them to look at us as simply host. We're trying to make sure it's still here when this is over. And I think just that personal relationship and having our guests see us as real people, a family struggling during this pandemic, just the way that they are. It's just, it's, it's just made the whole situation better for us and our relationship with our guests. They see us as people not just a rental company. I completely agree. I, we we had a sit, situation, well, a couple of situations where owners have said, and you may have had these as well, where owners have said, "I don't want to rent this summer. I'm just not happy with with the situation. Not happy with people coming in. Not happy with mm. with risk." And and we've had to take an entire summer of bookings and go back to guests and say, "I'm sorry." We've got to cancel you. And uh. th- this, <laughs> we've never experienced, I mean, we've experienced this before when somebody sells a property and, mm-hmm. you know, d- despite our agreements and contracts, they still sell because it, they will risk the penalties of doing that. But this time, all our guests have been so completely understanding. <laughs> 
just been, we've just been getting so many emails saying, oh, you know, I'm so disappointed. However, I completely understand and it's no problem. And I thought, I really want to bottle this up and right. so I can open it up in a year or two's time. <laughs> we go through these situations of somebody, an owner cancelling, and we can come back to these uh, guest responses that we had, we had at this time because they've all been so lovely. I couldn't agree more. We've had guests reach out to us that stay every year and they may not be coming till September, October, November. They're not calling us about canceling or even with questions. They're sending us notes to say, we're thinking about you. We know how hard this is for you. And, um, you know, we'll be here when it's over. They're, they're concerned about us, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I've, I hear this from so many people that if there is one good thing that's coming out of all this, it is that relationships are, are, are growing. They're, they're, they're just becoming, they're just becoming better in the main. Um, we talked about guests. What about owners? How are you dealing with, with owners? Cause I'm sure they have their own issues that, that they want addressed as well. Yes. So now is the time where you should definitely be strengthening relationships with owners if you haven't uh, been doing that in the past. We're in communication with our owners a minimum of once a week by email. We've also have, we also have our staff going by on a daily basis. We take a segment of the inventory and we send them around and we have them take a picture of the house. We try to get them inside to do some inventory work or something like that. But Take a few pictures to show the owners, A, your house is okay, B, we're checking on it, and C, we're here if you need anything. This has been gold. I have to throw this at what Lance just said. If no one else is doing this, our owners have responded just amazingly to this. Um, take, Take a case in point. One of our homes, the owner is normally here during this time of year, getting the house ready for the busy season. She loves all of her flowering trees in the yard. She's missing that this year. She cannot be here. They live in New York. So our staff took pictures of all of her favorite trees and sent them to her. You can imagine the response we got. And I, we, we have this kind of relationship with our owners all year, though. Um, we stay in contact. We text them. We call them. But right now, it is, it is making them feel so secure in the situation since they can't be here. And it takes a few minutes and a few cell phone pictures. It's been wonderful. I love that idea. And we're, we're, we're doing newsletters. I'm, I'm taking on board everybody's ideas and, and, and we, we are, we are using them and that I love the idea of taking photos. I mean, certainly up, up here, things change rapidly at this time of year as the ice goes off the uh, ice, right. ice goes off our lakes and docks appear again and the grass appears again, which keeps actually keeps getting covered up, but, <laughs> <laughs> but today we are green even though the snow's coming down. But yeah, I think that's, that, 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 is a, that is a great idea. And I just think that, once again, keeping those relationships strong and, and keeping the communication going is just so important. So are you, are you concerned in any way about, um, about owners wanting to stop doing this business and get out of it, or, or they're just concerned about people coming this, this year? At this point, we're not hearing that concern from owners. We've been we've been very very fortunate in uh, you know our owner communication's been strong, and our owners seem to be more concerned about us than they are what the rental business is going to look like this summer. Um, we've had one property that had to change their business model and go to a long term rental because they needed some type of revenue to support the property. But overall, we've been very fortunate. 
And I kind of want to circle back to our communications with the owners and how we're sending photos and keeping the owners engaged with us. For us, this is a part of a passive campaign for owner acquisition as we go forward, because having this great relationship with our owners, we'll be able to go in the second half of the summer and say, hey, you know, we're we're looking for a few new good properties. If you have a friend that rents, you know, consider mentioning our name. That's always worked well for us. And I don't know about other areas, but we have a lot of large Facebook groups for our local markets that have Chincoteague Island Locals and Guests has 25,000 members. And it's a very active page. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, some, some people are saying, oh, I wish I could check on my house. And we're quick to say, hey, you know, we're driving down that street today. We'll let you know if everything's okay. And other owners are singing our praises on these pages as yes. well. Yesterday, one of our competitors, and we, we've been keeping a close eye on this, and thank God it hasn't happened to us. But uh, yesterday, a guest posted on this group of 25,000 members that they were upset with one of our competitors the way that this situation was being handled. Of course, it started an uproar, a million comments, and of course, we were following it quietly. Several of our owners jumped onto that thread to basically say, I'm so happy, I'm so happy our property managers are not handling it this way. This is what they've been doing, and we're so happy. And I can't tell you how that has helped our owner acquisition, just having them speak up for us on, on Facebook. You can't, you can't pay for advertising that great. Oh, that is great. That's that's just having your marketing ambassadors out there, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, and and I, and I think that that is really important. So, so what do you suggest people do? Just go out and look for local Facebook groups if they haven't already. But I, I mean, I, I I noted what you just said that you just sort of sat back quietly. You didn't jump in there. Mm-hmm. You just let your ambassadors go at it. Exactly. Exactly. And and we've had many owners come to us. Uh, in the beginning, they have said, we've been watching you. We watch how you respond on Facebook. We watch what guests say about you. And we pay attention to what owners say about you. And we built our reputation that way in the very beginning when no one really knew who we are. And it has just been wildly successful. We don't have to say or do anything. And they come to us just because of the way we've grown our reputation in the community by doing the right thing. I think this points to to the as you say the way you manage your business and the way it's perceived by your owners and your guests and and you don't really need to do much beyond that for people to take that out onto social media and 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 share it and of course the moment nowadays the moment you do something that upsets somebody and oh, yeah that it just goes the other way very very quickly no doubt no doubt uh, we've been We've been very fortunate. We've, uh, you know, we've lived by social media and we've been able to avoid dying by social media. And mm-hmm. we have seen that happen to people. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, good for you. I think that's, um, and that, that must be so gratifying to see when, when your, when your owners are out there supporting you. Right. And while we're on the topic of social media, I just like to throw out something else I've done that has been a lot of fun. We started a campaign on our Facebook pages, and we're using the hashtag, hashtag silver linings. And essentially just asking people, ourselves included, our staff, you know, it's a terrible situation we're all dealing with, but there are little silver linings if you look for them. For instance, we've got our oldest son home with us. He works for the Washington Redskins. He's able to come home and work from home. I've had him home 
longer than he's been home in years. He's 23 years old. I may never get this opportunity to have him home again. So little things like that, being able to go fishing during the day, just the little positive spin on this awful situation can help people get through it. And it gets, it gets them thinking of positivity and sharing silver linings. That has been a lot of fun. I'm going to put links. Uh, I'll put links to your social media pages on the show notes so people can go take a look at Great. that. Um, so what other tips can you give to, um, to help managers get through this time? Things that are working for you. Rum. Rum has been working for us. <laughs> well, so it looks like fishing has been working for you too. Fishing has been working for us. You know, really the, uh, the, the most important thing right now is to stay positive, stay focused and stay active in your business. Many of us get caught in the trap of working in the business and not on the business. And now is the absolute ideal time. You should be working on your business every day right now. Elaine and I find, uh, we find that we're actually putting in more hours than we would if we were just working as regular property managers in a normal environment. One of the things in our community is we have a lot of friends that come by and say, hey, you guys must really be enjoying the time off. Um, <laughs> What they don't realize is we never is stop working. We're, we're, we're working harder than we would normally mm-hmm. work. And uh, this uh, property management business or this vacation rental business, it does not work well in reverse. It was built to go forward, not backwards. So it's, you know, the whole refund and cancellation and rescheduling policy is terribly inefficient, but there's not much we can do about that. And I'll kind of circle back to day one in our business when when we launched this idea, Elaine was deeply concerned about that sophomore in high school and sophomore in college. And I told her, I said that fear and hunger are great motivators and failure is not an option. <laughs> and that is a, uh, that, is a <laughs> that is a perfect message for today's world in property management. Fear and hunger are great motivators and failure is not an option. Keep after it. Okay. Writing that one down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. So you've got a new website and you're working on it. What are you doing to make that website powerful for you when you come out to the other end of this? Right now, we're just adding content, just about anything, anything that we can possibly come up with. We spend a lot of time analyzing websites from other regions that are in the same business. We feel like that we've got the best website in our area. So we've got to go Got to go broad and wide to find ideas, but we have spent time working on our Calendar for a calendar of events, things to do, frequently asked questions, area um, guides, area guides. You know, if there's a kayak rental company or a fishing charter company or somebody that rents bicycles, we want to have a relationship with those people because those are things that our guests are searching for when they're coming here, and, and we'd we'd like to be the go-to website for our area. We're not we're not there yet, but we're getting there quickly. And we're going back and looking through our property descriptions. Being five years old now, we go back to property descriptions that were written four and a half, five years ago, and they need updating. Some things have changed. You you might know different things about the property now that you didn't know that. It's a perfect time to be tweaking those property descriptions. Yes, that's a very good suggestion because I think you know many of us have properties that have, for us, we've had properties that have been with us for 18 years. And, right. You know, I, we, they have been tweaked since then, but you know, you, sometimes, particularly with the, these legacy properties, you know, you might tweak them every four or five years. 
And then because they, yeah, they and I'm sure that rails. we've all got a property. We've all got a property on our website where the couch has been changed by the owner, and it slipped our mind, and we didn't get a new picture of it. So updating photos, and you know, just to keep the boredom at bay, we've uh, we've actually just onboarded uh, data our revenue management tool in the last few days. So we're working on getting that live in the coming weeks. I think it's such a, a great opportunity. To, to get out and do these things while while the transactions are limited, and I, I know that you know we're looking at changing PMS, and this could not be the best best better time right than to do You're that right. when you when you have such limited um, transactional stuff going on. So um, we're looking at data uh, data revenue management as well, as well as things like you know creating lead magnets, creating lead magnets for our owners for our guests. You've got your destination guides that you're building. I think these these are just such great ideas. So, so in in your area, uh, what are you hearing about opening up, and 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 how do you think that is going to impact your summer? So, I had a conversation with a local government official uh, just yesterday, and the end of the call. The truth of the matter is, is that at some point in time, there is going to be a tipping point. And the local governments are going to have to choose economics over public health. When that happens will probably be early summer. Right now, we, we're dealing with uh, two markets that have rental bans um, on not only short-term rentals, but hotels as well. And Ocean City, Maryland is set to expire on April 30th. And here we sit on the 24th and they've not extended that. I fully expect that to be extended. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if it's not. but. Unfortunately, the economics of the matter are going to come into play quickly. The states are running out of money. The local governments are running out of money. There's growing movements socially for people to get back to work. So I I don't know. Uh, Hopefully, coronavirus uh, will calm down and we seem to be maybe flattening the curve. And we're a lot of areas are are kind of over the hump and are seeing a decrease in cases. But I do expect that sometime between at the earliest uh, Memorial Day weekend and at the latest, uh, I think a lot of places are going to start to open back up simply because they have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may not, we may be faced with a new normal with reduced capacity in restaurants and increased social distancing, but being a drive-to market uh, with a beach getaway where people can spread out, hopefully these drive-to markets do recover quickly. And Heather, you and I were talking about this briefly on Facebook the other day something we should all be doing right now is figuring out how to be ready when this happens. And when I say that, I'm talking about cleaning and the ways that we can reassure the guests that not only are we ready for them to come back, we've taken precautions and they're going to be safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we were even asked to stop taking rentals, we had our cleaners were adhering to CDC standards of cleaning and disinfecting, sanitizing. But um, there's so many other questions, so many other things we have to tackle, bedding, um, I, I think we all need to be really proactive. And as the rental manager community, we need to put our brains together and figure out how to move forward with this, how to be ready and how to market the fact that we are ready for them and we're going to keep them safe. I feel like this is so important right now. We need to be doing it. Well, I, I, I'm sure you're having those questions uh, when you get an inquiry. Uh, right. We, we certainly are. You know what, what's what's being done to ensure uh, that the property has been disinfected, uh, cleaned and disinfected for for our stay, because people are going to be concerned about walking into anywhere. Absolutely. So uh, 
Yeah, I know, and I know that the community as a, as a whole is is looking at, um, at best practice protocols, and people like Tammy Sims from Properly, Dirk Johnson from Vacation Rental Managers Association and the Housekeeping Association are just on the ball. So we'll we'll just keep a good eye on that. We've we, we've just created a frequently asked questions page on our website so because we know these questions are coming in over and over again and Mm -hmm. i'm just writing one on cleaning you know what can i expect and the other one is that we're we're getting from people is how much toilet roll and uh, toilet paper (laughs) and kitchen paper is there going to be for me because we may not get (laughs) it locally (laughs) And, and and we have you know we've always said to because we we don't manage all our properties in terms of property management each one of them has has a um, cleaning team that goes in but that they're usually organized by their owners because of just the nature of, of of where our properties are so we've we've always said to our owners you know you need to make sure that you have a full supply of paper products so that people don't run out because we're in rural situation and now we've just turned yeah. completely turned it back and we've said no you just supply couple of toilet rolls of toilet paper for each one and we're telling guests to bring their own because we know if you supply a never-ending you know if you have a never-ending supply it will be gone at the end of a stay sadly sadly it will be taken it will we leave our guests yeah we leave our guests an amenity bag where we give them essentially a roll of toilet paper for every bathroom paper towels dish soap sponge area information so that's what we've been doing from the beginning and we'll just continue to do that the same way funny story though I will say I'm going to be shopping for better products when this is over. And I say this because I've had to use some of the paper towels and toilet paper that we've been providing, and I am not happy with it. <laughs> so that is going to be something that is changing. <laughs> uh, yes, that, that, that's always telling when you try something out and you think, oh, really? <laughs> Ah, that that is great. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to both of you, and thank you for taking time out from your special day to uh, to. Oh, join, thank you for having us. We, we enjoy your podcast. We learn something every time, and uh, we're thankful for you and appreciate you taking the time to do these and bring all of this great information to to all of us. Well, it's uh, it's it, it's fun doing it. It really is. I you know I feel hugely privileged that I get the chance to talk to talk to you and talk to all the other property managers and other experts in the field. And you know that that just makes my day. So you know, once again, thanks for all your contributions onto the um, the Facebook group, which I remember the title now, which is the business of short term rental and property management. Mouthful. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. It is. If I could have one final closing thought, I would just like to thank everybody in the industry that has stepped up and and been involved in all of these podcasts and webinars and Facebook pages. And yes, I understand that you can probably be on a webinar all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's so important to stay engaged. And honestly, I mean, we're so, we're all social beings in this business and, and I miss my vacation rental friends Absolutely. and we've gotten to see a lot of people through zoom and other products, but I just like to thank everybody for staying involved and helping each other along. That's it's the- an amazing, it's an amazing industry we're in and it's an amazing group of people who do it. And um, not only is it fun pretty much all the time with the exception <laughs> of these days, it's just everyone takes care of each other in this business. And that is a great way to end. So thank you so much. Thank you, Heather. Stay healthy. Yeah, I will do. Thank you. That was great.
I always think it's so valuable to hear from other property managers and to hear their perspectives, their point of view. And of course, at this time, what they are doing to weather the storm at, at this time. And we are beginning to hear some optimism. And that is so, so good. So in the upcoming weeks, I'm going to be talking to um, Evelyn Badia about Airbnb and watch Evelyn from The Hosting Journey. She has been with Airbnb for many, many years, one of their very, very first hosts. And she has a real finger on the pulse as to what's happening with Airbnb. Also talking to Matt Landau, my friend Matt, and he's going to be sharing his thoughts on what he's hearing from his vast network of independent owners and property managers and how he feels that uh, the whole concept of limited edition is going to benefit from the outcome of uh, COVID-19 and this current crisis. So you might remember a few months ago when I did the sort of conversion from the old version of the podcast to the new version, which apart from music hasn't changed a huge amount. I was doing some book reports and I wanted to pick up on that again because I am reading more books at the moment. And the one that I've got open on my Kindle right now is called The Obstacle is the Way, the timeless art of turning trials into triumph. And I'm just going to read you just one one of the reviews of this book. So I'm only halfway through it, so I can't really do a full review of the book, but I'm absolutely loving it because it is a book for this time. You need to get this book and start reading it right now because you're going to get the aha moments when the author, uh, Ryan Holiday, is talking about you know how so many people from history have taken moments of conflict and trial and difficulty and turned them around. And I just loved this review from Stephen Pressfield, the author of The War of Art and Gates of Fire. And he says, if there's such a thing as a cargo pocket handbook for Jedi Knights, this is it. Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way decants in concentrated form the timeless techniques for self-mastery as employed to world-conquering effect by philosophers and men of action from Alexander the Great to Marcus Aurelius to Steve Jobs. Follow these precepts and you will revolutionise your life. And one more from Sharon LaBelle from the author of The Art of Living. And she says, Ryan Holiday teaches us how to summon our best selves. Most of us spend our lives dodging the hard stuff. Holiday exposes the tragic fallacy of this approach to living and offers instead the philosophy of the Stoics, whose timeless lessons lead us out of fear, difficulty and paralysis to triumph. I'm learning a lot from this. And, you know, anybody, if, if there's anybody out there who would like to get this book and read it, and perhaps we can share some of the learnings we are getting from it out onto the, um, on the Facebook group, that would be fantastic. Uh, that's just came to my, come into my head. So I, I'll, I will post something on the Facebook group about this book and we'll see who's read it and uh, whether, we, whether we've got some learning out of it. So, so that's it. It's called The Obstacle is the Way, The Timeless Art of Turning Trials into Triumph by Ryan Holiday. And, and I've got it on Kindle. Of course, you can get it on audiobooks through Audible or in the ordinary way of buying a book from Amazon, I guess. So that's it for another week. I'm delighted to have been with you, delighted to be back and fit and healthy again, enough to, to do this. Once again, thank you for all your thoughts over the past week. It's been absolutely 
Wonderful. And I will be back with you again next week. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.